Welcome to About Your Mother, Where Your Story Begins. I invited our next guest, Lori Levenfeld, to join AYM because of her playful spirit and commitment to the female voice. She is a dear friend of mine that I have known for 20 years, and we have often collaborated together on projects. But that isn't the only reason I invited her on. She is Personality Plus. But she is also someone who has dedicated her life to using her creativity to lift and celebrate women. Most recently, writing and directing the award-winning film Mad World during this weird mad world of ours right now. Using her distinctive eye and straightforward and real words, she has built platforms to share and extend the work of other women. And her inspiration came from none other than her mother. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Welcome, Lori. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here, Jen. So happy to have you. Since this is about your mother, where your story begins, we love to reflect on our mothers and their influence they had in your life. How has your mother inspired your work? I love this question because I've actually been thinking about it a lot lately. I think just in the age that we are, a little bit more on the mature side, I'm just really starting to realize I think as I learn more about myself and learn more about, you know, what are kind of the f- real foundation ideas behind who I want to be, who I am and where I'm going. And I look at my mom and I actually see so many more connections and just a lot of like the kind of framework that she set up for me to kind of follow in her beautiful footsteps and also make a path of my own. And, you know, when you're growing up, you don't see that as clearly because you're clouded in trying to be an individual and independent and moving forward, you know, pursuing how to, to kind of build your own place in the world. And so it's been a really incredible journey lately to reflect and actually kind of really honor where my mom has taken me. And, you know, a couple of the things that really stand out in my mind, as far as my mom goes and my inspiration is that from day one, she has been this just force of energy and creativity and collaboration. And she is truly one of those spirits that probably to a little bit of fault, she puts everyone in front of herself and she guides her path, like her life every day that she wakes up according to how she can serve other people. And a lot of this framework and a lot of the things that she does have always been around women because she is just a party girl and she loves to entertain and she loves to, you know, put her kind of fun foot forward. And she has done, I mean, from remember this, just in terms of how she celebrated our birthdays. I mean, oh my God, I had to wake up like every birthday and go to the bathroom and end up like peeing on a sign that was on the toilet seat, (laughs) but like everywhere and anywhere she could put a sign and celebrate us. And then on top of it, you know, it's like every birthday that we had was a birthday for the sibling and a birthday for the dad and, and nobody could not be celebrated in every birthday in every way. But she did that also on such a level and a degree for her friends, which she, you know, every year she's done these Oscar parties um, in celebration because she is a mad, passionate enthusiast about movies as I am. She loves films and she has devoted kind of a 
many, many months before each Oscar party to have this wonderful celebration of women where 60, you know, five of her besties come over and they celebrate the arts of the world and they're all really into it. And she changes like 10 times and she's just like a fun entertainer and she's got prizes and gifts and she collects and curates this over, you know, many months beforehand. But I mean, the whole point of it, I think is that, you know, not a lot of people do that. And it's actually comes from a very strong place in her heart that isn't about necessarily like, oh my God, you know, we're getting together for cocktails. It's more about just serving women and, and making sure that, you know, each of her friends is, is honored and, you know, that she dedicates like her time and her energy and her love in a space that they recognize that she cares and that she's there for them. And so she's really built this very big platform around kind of this friendship that she offers. And I mean, she does it in many other ways too, charity, et cetera. She's nonstop with like so many different platforms, like the, you know, Silicon Valley Jewish film festival. She is a huge part of that and, you know, hospice, all sorts of really incredible charities. But yeah, I think what I've seen along the way is just like the trust that she's built with these women and just how it served them and how each time that I'm around those women, how energized and excited they are because someone is spending so much time on them and also just that they feel supported. And so I think when I think of my mom, I think about that fact that she found this kind of set up this village for me. And all of these women ended up being supporters of me as well. They've done so much for me in terms of pushing me forward. I really was able to rely on many moms as like kind of my second, third, fourth, fifth mom. You know, maybe they gave me different things in my life that my mom wasn't giving me. And she knew that. And she knew that she would set up a kind of this incredible community for me as a daughter to allow me to grow even deeper and more broader than maybe she even thought she could, you know, offer me. So she's actually set up a lot of that framework that I've set up for my daughter as well. And I really continue that same philosophy and idea that we are meant to be a village and we can't do it on our own. And we definitely need to ask for help and we will be our best selves with other people in the picture. That has helped me as far as my personal life. And it definitely helps me in my professional life with work. Oh, absolutely. It's so beautiful because I have the privilege of knowing your mom as well as attending (laughs) fabulous parties. Yes. Uh, And I think it's such a beautiful connection that she gave you that framework. And then you went on to create all of these platforms for women and girls Project Mentor, Project for Women, Girls Rocks with your daughter, Harley. We could go on for hours about all the things that you do, but what I think is so poignant and beautiful during this time, which is a theme of these recent podcasts, is creating, even if there's limitations around us, knowing that you created a film in this period with all of these restrictions around filmmaking, I would love to go into Mad World because I just think it's so cool that in the matter of a couple of months, you've created a film that follows along with this framework and this intention that your mother had around, you know, empowering you to have this voice and and even filmmaking too. I think she maybe will one day hold an Oscar party for you 
to celebrate. Right? That would be great. That's a great vision to hold. So let's talk about Mad World. I guess I'll back up a teeny bit. Uh, So Nicole Sassman is a a dear friend. She's an incredible curator and celebrity designer in LA. And I followed her career for, I think, just before I got down to LA for several years. And we came together right in the beginning of COVID because she's a retailer and she was put into a really kind of mad world situation mm-hmm. as all retailers have been lately put in where she had to pivot and really think about, you know, kind of where she was going to put her energies and time. And she has a, you know, storefront on Robertson and that was a whole thing too, because of the riots, she had to, you know, board it up, et cetera, et cetera. So she came to me to do some strategy work and we really honed in on what she was serving the world with right now that she could really kind of propel. And that was that she was doing a ton of work with artists and really curating and building these beautiful relationships, but also like these beautiful visions of art and just pathways for each artist in just very unique ways. And so I was like, this is an incredible avenue to really explore during COVID because I felt just, this was in the very first part of it in March when everyone just felt like, where are we going and what's going to, what's going to become of us. And so not only was I working strategy for my clients and pivoting with them, I was also pivoting because internally, you know, I was trying to figure out what in the world I was going to do with myself because I wasn't going to be on set for a while, et cetera. So I think one of the big things that was in question was, and just thinking about my creative people around me and myself is just that this concept, no matter where we are in life, we really have to hone in on our inner selves to propel us forward. For me, my best inner self place is when I am an artist and when I'm creative. And so I started to really look at quarantine in a different way. She really kind of helped me think about that as well. She was a big proponent in my um, looking at quarantine as a incubator, as an actual asset, a positive place for me to really kind of hone in and kind of get rid of the riffraff and the cetera stuff that I've been kind of like bringing along, including traveling, including leaving my family, including all the things that were kind of distracting and distorting my vision. But we both kind of got together and we were like, let's just go for this. We want no fear approach. We're whatever we're channeling and whatever we kind of come up with as a collaboration, we're going to kind of really go and, you know, no holds bar. She really has that incredible way of looking at things that really there's just no, nothing holding you back. Um, So she, her mantra has kind of served as my mantra now. And it's really propelled me forward to do so many things that were sitting in the back burner and like, oh yeah, I'll get to this or, oh yeah, let me refine the script. And suddenly I'm doing all these things, which is great. So I really, going back to that initial time when we were thinking about what she was going to do, I think we both agreed that the creativity serves everyone well, and we really have to embrace and hold artists around the world that have been kind of sanctioned to their home and don't have the ability to, you know, showcase their work and be in galleries and do these things that actually 
help them to frame their vision and also for people to see. So we quickly got together. We got together with five artists that we selected from around the nation because of these five worlds that we set up for Mad World. So the whole idea was that Nicole has this ability, and you can see it in all her platforms, that she really actually exercises using words for her strength. So anyway, so we got together with these artists. We basically gave them words, inspiration words that we came up with, according to kind of the mad world quarantine life. They interpreted the words, they created art pieces, and then we created products. That was a whole thing in itself. And that has been very successful. And one of the things that we needed to do, our goal was to get this out, you know, by summer or end of August because of press and just holiday, et cetera, for her retail sales. So she really pushed herself in terms of just trying something new. She aggregated all these new relationships. She had all these artists doing work and it was just really positive. So I thought we would throw something else into the hole. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is that I decided we are going to do this very crazy narrative short film that had something to do with all of the concepts and connections we had made throughout our work and tell a story about Nicole in a very interesting, fantastical way, but also be its own piece and its own kind of spectacle and its own path. I actually roped in one of my Project for Girls wonderful talents, Grace Weather, who is 19 and a brain tumor survivor amongst many, many, many other things. She's such a smart, artistic, beautiful person. And we've worked side by side on many, many jobs. We got together, wrote a script in I think like five hours. And then we just kind of had to fine tune it along the way, which I did at three in the morning every day um, for about three weeks, because that was the only time I could actually have quiet and peace and quiet in my, my house. Oh, and bless so your heart. That, do... those are COVID. <laughs> That's what we call those. I would work like 3am to 7am till my daughter woke up and my family woke up. When I thought about Mad World and we thought about Mad World, Grace and I, we really wanted to deconstruct the fairy tale. We love fairy tales and we love fantasy and we love experimental. And so we wanted to open the world's horizons to people and give them insight and information and inspiration to, to secure them in knowing that, you know, life will go on. The universe has all types of possibilities and, you know, we will find our way through all of this. Um, but also, you know, with fairy tales and with kind of the worlds that we're creating now and the platforms I've generated, I feel that, you know, we do need to break down kind of these stereotypes and these typical ways that we've seen fairy tales come through our heritage and, you know, really give them new meaning, new insight, and, you know, really build women up. And Mm -hmm. that is a big part of my, like my life and for my daughter. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the crafting was fun. We got through that. Um, didn't get very much sleep, um, but it was wonderful and it was so creative. And that was that, I mean, because we were so creative and we wanted to be so experimental and we had these 
five worlds that we had to kind of initiate uh, stylistic characteristics of. We actually had four days of shooting where we chose five locations and five different casts. So that spiraled us as because we were newbies and not knowing, spiraled us into a whole different journey with COVID and just the requirements and you know parameters that um, SAG and the state have with COVID um, on sets. So every day on set, we would have um, these virtual appointments with doctors where each crew member and cast member would have to like take a test, spit in a cup, Crazy. You know, race to like do all the FedEx stuff, put it in FedEx by five, ship to Dallas. And then we wouldn't even find out if people were um, testing positive or negative till probably about 15 minutes before we were supposed to be on set the next day. So we had so many situations where people actually there was a hurricane in at one point in the south, which. So some of our tests didn't get there. So we had to like race people over to like rapid testing. So a lot of crazy maneuvering and um, just being super flexible and, you know, everyone taking on, I mean, everyone took on probably five or six roles Mm -hmm. because that's another thing with having your production in COVID is just the limitations you have on the amount of people that can be in a room at the same time. And, you know, there's zone systems you have to set up and just really important secure, you know, safety uh, parameters that you have to have in place. So everyone feels really confident and can do their fun work. We had like three weeks of creating a script. And then I feel like we had about six weeks of creating just all of these stepping stones to get to the set. And so funny enough, like as a creative, I mean, I didn't even think about my script until like we started rehearsal, which was a virtual rehearsal on Zoom. And I guess maybe that's a blessing in disguise because I just kind of didn't rework it and didn't, you know, I knew that I had a really good script and I knew that I had done what I could do. And then I kind of moved on. So as a creative, I guess that's kind of an interesting place to be because it doesn't happen very often. You're always like reworking and always questioning yourself and kind of to the point of delirium and not, you know, it doesn't always work out to be kind of advantageous to yourself. <laughs> like, actually, yeah. Oh, because I think I, I do, I am a firm believer in that. I, I truly believe that kind of go with your gut and your first instinct. Cause I t- typically that, that is where you want to be. It's like okay. very honest and authentic. And, you know, so And then we were off on our way. We rehearsed for two sessions over Zoom, which, you know, was was, it was wild. I mean, it was really interesting and amazing to see these professional people just hit it, hit their mark, be serious about it. They were so excited to be involved in this film and to be back on set and to be collaborative and creative. I mean, it does give me chills because, you know, everybody needed it in their lives. Like it was just a real awakening. Like if anything, if I can say that the film, if the film went nowhere, Mm -hmm. that was the greatest gift Mm -hmm. for us to feel, you know, a part of something together, working hand in hand to make 
this the best we could do in the situation we were in. And I do feel that everyone brought their game and, you know, they just play the part and, and then so much more, even the actors who are so fabulous, you know, they were like hustling behind the scenes, doing whatever they could to help the set move along. And, Mm -hmm. you know, with COVID, it definitely slowed down a lot of operations because, you know, just the way you have to I don't check in to locations and you have to go through these, you know, steps of, you know, thermometer, making sure everyone's hands are washed, masks, this, that, and the other. I mean, there's just so many things that kind of make it a little bit more crunch zone for, you know, operations and, and getting down to like what we need to get down to, which is filming, you know? Right. And then there was the restrictions on how long people can be on set and how long you can be in one location. So the Pan Am thing, which is amazing. We had this incredible guy who had a warehouse in Burbank and he had parts of a Pan Am plane within his warehouse that like Steven Spielberg was like last on the set. So I felt really good about myself. I was like following his footsteps. (laughs) Of course you Um, are, my dear. That's awesome. You know, we had three hours on that set to do all of these things, including green screening, like special effects, because that was another part of this film that we did was the special effects, which added a whole nother layer to our invention (laughs) and our creation. I love it. It's so cool. The resourcefulness and that the title, all the connecting of the vision that you had and that you Mm -hmm. here you are creating this thing in a mad world that we're living in now and making it happen. And one of the fun, um, I, I think it's really cute is just, it just speaks to right now is that our, um, so our VFX guy, James Luke, who is amazing. He is finishing up his college schooling and we found him on TikTok. Because he was doing all these amazing virtual, like crazy experimental scenes outside of his dorm room where like the stranger things would pop up in his window or whatever he was doing. He's gotten such an audience because he's just incredibly talented. Yeah. But we basically just called him up and said, found you on TikTok. Uh, What do you think about this, doing this? And Oh my gosh. Well, that was just another cute thing is just like the level of these, you know, younger kids and what they're doing and how they, you know, promote themselves and can, you know, just pick up and be part of like this movie, um, you know, when they're studying their courses in college. So kind of goes to show that there's not so many bad things happening in this situation because, you know, he was able to do kind of things he probably wouldn't be doing until, you know, several years later because of just where we're at. So it was fun. Thank God for technology. Can you imagine if this happened 20 years ago? Oh my goodness. No, (laughs) I cannot, cannot imagine. Oh, it would be a totally different experience to your point. And the theme of this is that, yeah, the world changed and it became mad, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that good things aren't happening. And I think that's such a yeah. great reminder. Such yeah. And that's reminder. definitely the storyline because through these different worlds and the different characters that Nicole meets along the way, she really, you know, steps more inside herself and she really becomes more focused on, not that she didn't know it before, but through kind of her experiences, she really 
values this, her inner strength and just the fact that she can propel herself through these challenges and through these kind of courses and, you know, pivots and turns and now even bigger, better than she ever was. And, you know, learning along the way, definitely very fairy tale like moral lessons, um, really about the inspiration that we all hold within and just how we propel it yep. to the universe. And the universe talks to us as well and, you know, shows us a way if we look and see it. Sure does. And I love this line in there in the movie, in the film, uh, film, not movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's film, not movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I no worries. Technically correct here. Yes. Um, this line really hit me. I managed to uphold these talents as viable strongholds for conquering any fears I had about completing my objectives. And so this yes. idea of breaking through and just not giving into the fear and that, and also how you said you, you wrote the script and you believed in it and you didn't overthink it and you just so went true. for it. And that's such um, a powerful lesson and thing. Absolutely. And now that's you- what happens when you write at three in the morning. <laughs> you inspire me. I don't know if I can accomplish it. I will try. I so yeah. far I've got myself to writing at uh, five or six in the morning. So I'm, that's amazing. I'm aspire. I mean, I think that if you can do that, even if it's for 10 minutes a day, it will go very, very far. Absolutely. And you know, the thing also too, that I'm starting to try and learn and shift my mindset is that looking at it in sprints versus the marathon, because if you look at it, it's like these big chunks of time that you need, especially in this mad world that we're living in right now, it becomes impossible. Our kids are home. We're homeschooling, spending all these plates, wearing all these different hats. Sprint. Don't just, don't think that you have to have two hours to accomplish something. I think it's, um, I know we, uh, we talked about this. I mean, I used to like literally like make it uh, a thing that every time I wrote, I would literally, it's like a seance, put out my candles, get in the bath and have a snack and whatever I had to do to make this event happen yep. and then write for hours and hours and hours. And if I couldn't write for hours and hours and hours, that it wouldn't happen. I wasn't, no, I was like, oh, failure. Yep. So now because of COVID and because we are wrestling with so much time management and juggling, it's almost it's almost better because you have to be so efficient and you have to be effective with your time. You do. I love that. That's such a good lesson, Lori. Here's the other thing that's happening. So you went to USC for film and you were uh, one of two women in the program. (laughs) Is that right? Yes. So let's talk about this shift because I can feel it. We're seeing it. And this is awesome. Let's talk about women in film and how it's changing. Oh, I'm so, so happy. And I can't wait to just keep seeing it move forward. Yes, I graduated from USC in film with another gal who she's adorable and I love her, but she's now in real estate. So there's that. It was very, very, very combative when I was at USC. Not USC's program was incredible. And there was amazing people in my program and incredible professors. However, no sense of, you know, womanhood, no sense of camaraderie, like no community. I didn't have anyone to rely on or, you know, that saw my, saw things the way I saw them. You know, my story was literally like I was over in kind of like, you know, on the hill by myself screaming, you know, like someone listen to me. Um, But it also gave me really the sense of urgency and a lot of strength and um, determination, I should say, to get out there and create and make 
my story, my women's community stories important and, and available. In the beginning, when I started, you know, I was doing documentaries, but, you know, I quickly moved into this whole women platform situation where I was able to craft and curate all of these stories on all these incredible women. And it became like my life meaning because I saw it as such an important and valuable situation to, you know, kind of uphold. There were not any platforms when I started Project for Women doing what I was doing. Very, very, maybe one or two that I actually knew of. Uh, That was a very big deal to, you know, really kind of put um, just valuable women interest stories into kind of into place. And that's kind of when social media started evolving, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And now, of course, I've continued it throughout my career is, I mean, it is kind of cute because I do love, I do love men and (laughs) I do have incredible men on my, my crew, but every set that, you know, I look back on my major projects, it's all women. Now that I'm producing, I was able to bring on kind of my perfect team, which ended up being 16 out of 20 women. We had four men who were fabulous and so much a part of our community and so wonderful. And I would never exclude these incredible artists, but my objective was really to, you know, propel all of these women that I've worked so closely with over the years into this other category and, and, and really give them the power in the stage to showcase their work. And that is tremendously, you know, driving me right now. I really want to commit to more women being in film, more women having a voice, more women, you know, just having the platform to um, express themselves and be recognized. And so Mad World had just an energy that, you know, I've been waiting for for a long time. And it, um, and it made me appreciate all the, you know, all of this, this kind of hard work that I've done along the way. And that I was, you know, kind of that sole survivor at USC. And I was able to, you know, in a, a very long and twisted way and path, I get here. Um, you know, it all made sense and it all added up together, but it, it shows that it wasn't that easy to, mm-hmm. you know, roll out of school and be um, this woman, you know, producer director from the beginning 20 plus years ago, because that was not where we were living at that time. It was not a woman's world. And so it just brings me so much joy right now, thinking about where we are today, working with a 19 year old co-director, co-writer, the amount of, you know, opportunity that she has in her future, Mm. um, to propel her forward because so many women are out there now with voices and stories and being heard. And that excites me. So yeah, the energy on Mad World set was like through the roof. Um, It was really special and really also showcases women in their best glory because when women do come together and collaborate and, you know, in their exceptional, like, I mean, I would say motherly, just nurturing, compassionate way. There's like nothing, uh, like nothing better than that, you know? And so I hope that um, with more and more opportunity for women and more and more voices being heard that women 
don't feel as, I don't know, just as competitive with each other. And they are able to kind of let their guard down because I understand why we've had our guard up. But this is an opportunity where I think when you let your guard down and when you actually, you know, can be authentic, magic happens. And that's a lot about Mad World too. When you are in your skin and you're real, that's kind of when the magic begins because you are open to all possibilities and the universe does does allow for anything to happen. Lori, you and your team created magic in this challenging time. And then the piece became a reflection of what we're living with right now. And I think the really beautiful thing when you talked about what inspired you, uh, what about your mother inspired you is that this has all come full circle, that she is a connector and a community builder and a giver mm-hmm. of the female voice. And she did as much as she could with what was available to her at the Absolutely. time. And now you're next leveling it. And I am certain she is extremely proud of you and watching you take the baton and that you're going to give the baton to your daughter in the future. That's what I was going to say on one last note. I mean, I think that I have a daughter who's 11 and she is such a mover and shaker and she has taken the baton and it is so incredible to watch her because she expresses herself so gracefully and as such a beautiful artistic creative person already in so many ways she has multiple platforms she's building for you know her uh, advocating and her philanthropies and her charities so I mean I think it's just you know it's one other thing I guess last thought about you know just women in our work and what we're doing these days and how we can kind of hold each other is just Think about how you want to merge your, you know, kind of personal and professional together. Don't always look at it as like two things butting heads because I definitely have, you know, orchestrated a life where I've blended my daughter and myself and my work together. And, you know, it just creates so much opportunity. I mean, she's learned so much being on my sets, being in these platforms, involved in these events with these girls that are her sisters that are, you know, 16 and 18 years old. Try to keep questioning and keep, you know, kind of provoking Mm -hmm. that togetherness and that, you know, quality of life for all of us and just, you know, how we can support each other and hold each other up. And maybe some days, Uh, you're holding me up way more than I'm holding you up. And then we flip, you know, but like, that's the same thing with your family and your daughter and everyone just needs to be involved because it takes like everyone to make these things happen. And when we do, when you just kind of let go of that and just be like, okay, I just need help. You know, I think it really can serve you so well. And it served me well because my family has been incredible backers of like all the things. On that note, yes. And the community and lifting each other up and supporting each other. That's how we get through this. And that's how we next level it. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a good lesson from your mom because that's, you know, something that you've from her. Oh, yeah. Thanks, great. Thanks for Aww, being here. Oh, it was so Mad much fun. It's so wonderful. Thanks, Jen. Congratulations. Really cool. I hope you enjoyed our discussion and learning more about how the free spirit that is Lori Levenfeld uses her talents to celebrate the female warriors in her family and community. She is making the world a better place using visual storytelling and sharing stories that matter. Stay curious and be well until our next episode.